You want to open up your Bibles, so Old Testament book of Jonah, so you all know where uh, Obadiah is. It's Obadiah, and then it's uh, Jonah, and then it's Micah, and so those books are tiny little pages and just uh, be hard to find, so you have to kind of flip through there a little bit, and uh, unless you're using your phone, then you're just going to scroll down there and you're going to punch Jonah, it's going to open up for you, right? Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. All right, we're going to, what are we going to do today? No bellies, no whales, no, just Jonah, just Jonah, just Jonah. All right, okay, kind of quiet in here. So Jonah, we're going to do Jonah. We're going to go through the book of Jonah here. So uh, if you found Jonah, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 says this. It starts off and it says, uh, the Lord gave, uh, do I have some uh, reverb or something going on in here? I don't know if I do or not, but it says Jonah, chapter 1, verse 1 says, the Lord says, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, uh, which begs the question, who's Jonah, right? Who's Jonah? And uh, so in order to better understand who Jonah is, uh, we do well to uh, go back to the book of Genesis, and uh, uh, God created everything. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And uh, uh, while they were there, Adam and Eve were in the garden, and uh, what did they do? They sinned against God, and so this perfect relationship that God desired to have with mankind was then broken, right? We know that part. And uh, so for, uh, for years and years and decades and decades and generation after generation, God really does not have the kind of relationship with mankind that he desired to have. And so he looks down, maybe you remember later on in the book of Genesis, uh, God finds a guy named Abraham, right? And he says to Abraham, uh, I want to enter into a relationship with you, a covenant relationship with you, and you are going to be the father of a nation of many, many, uh, many, many people, right? And you go out and look, he says, go outside and, and look up at the stars. You can't count them. You know, your, uh, your descendants are going to be nor, more numerous than the sands and the, the seashores. And, and so God establishes the nation of Israel through uh, Abraham, and they grow as a, as a people. And, and you kind of read through the book of Genesis. There And then all of a sudden you discover that uh, through a series of circumstances, the nation of Israel, and the reason God goes to Abraham, he says, Abraham, understand, um, I, you know, I had this relationship uh, with Adam and Eve in the garden, but that got broken. I want to reestablish having a right kind of relationship uh, with uh, the human race. I'm going to do that through you and your descendants. And they grow as a nation. And, but uh, generations later, the nation of Israel ends up being enslaved, right? They are enslaved in uh, Egypt. And then maybe you remember that God sends Moses to lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea, and they make their way into this area here. Here's a picture of the promised land, right? And uh, and so they make their way over here by the Mediterranean Sea, and uh, they're living in prosperity there, and they ask God to have a king, and God says, oh, you really don't want a king. He says, okay, uh, we want a king. They, then God gives them three kings uh, in a row that we remember, Saul, and then King David, and then King Solomon. And during that entire time, that those three kings were in charge. Uh, the entire nation of Israel uh, was a, uh, a fighting machine. They were warriors. They were blessed by God. They were a united kingdom. 
Well, then as King Solomon, uh, he dies. He's got, he's got many, many sons, but two of his sons, Jeroboam and Rehoboam, uh, they get in this dispute about who's going to take over dad's throne, right? Who's going to be the next king of the nation of Israel? And uh, that ultimately uh, causes uh, the kingdom to be divided. And it gets divided into the northern kingdom, the northern kingdom of Israel, and the southern kingdom of Judah. And uh, these two uh, uh, factions, they kind of are battling against each other, and they don't, you know, they're they're having a hard time with each other because they're uh, pick sides here. And and uh, meanwhile, uh, up above the northern kingdom of Israel, there is the Assyrians, and the Assyrians are up there. And uh, the Assyrians, they're always trying to come down and take over and battle against the uh, the nation of Israel, and Israel pushed back. And and uh, there's this dispute and this fight that's going on. And uh, and for uh, hundreds of years, this took place. For hundreds of years, this took place. And it's not unlike, uh, for it was taken place back then. It's taken place now. You ever heard of a guy named Putin? Anybody know? Yeah. And so have you been watching the news and the Zelensky, right? You, you've seen this. And so Putin decides one day he's going to go invade Ukraine, right? And the Ukraine's pushed back. And I don't know if you're watching the news this morning, but Ukraine has retaken a city that Russia came in and, and, and Russia left. Out. And this, this battling is going back and forth between the Assyrians and the northern kingdom of Israel. It was going on them. That kind of thing is going on here. And, and um, Tuesday, election, right? And uh, you know the, the red and the blue, and they're going back and forth, and they're battling all this. And these things are just constantly going on. Well, back here, the nation of Israel, the nation of Israel, the north, and the Assyrians and the, and the nation of the northern nation there, they're battling back and forth. But all of a sudden, there's this time of peace. There's a time of peace between the Assyrians and uh, the, the nation of Israel. And it was during a time of peace that God sends, uh, he sends Jonah into the northern uh, kingdom of Israel, and he communicates a message to him. And so Jonah is a prophet of God, not unlike Moses was uh, the sort of the leader. God says, Moses, I want you to go lead the people. And uh, Elijah was a leader, and Elisha was a leader. And, and so uh, Jonah is a prophet, and God says, I want you, Jonah, communicate to you, and I have a message that I want you to deliver. And so here we are. Uh, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, he says, uh, the Lord gave this message to Jonah. That's who Jonah is, his prophet, and he's there in the northern region, and he says this, in verse 2, he says, get up and go to the, what's he say, uh, the losers? No, he says, go to the great city of Nineveh, the great city of Nineveh. Well, where's Nineveh? Next picture. And uh, here is a, uh, and so you can see the southern uh, uh, um, uh, nation of Judah, the northern of, of uh, Israel, and then above that is uh, Assyria, and the capital city of the Assyrian people was the city of Nineveh. And so uh, can you imagine going anywhere in Ukraine right now and, and, and say, I want you to take a message uh, right into uh, Moscow and go talk to Putin, right? I mean, it would be hostile territory. It would be, these guys have been warring against each other over and over and over and over again. They're battling against each other. And then all of a sudden, uh, God says to Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. Well, Nineveh uh, was a great city and it would take Several days to get from one side of the city to the other side of the city. And in chapter 4, you learn that there was over 120,000 people that were in Nineveh. And it was the capital of the nation of the enemy that was always warring against uh, Israel. And so uh, Jonah is told by God, you go down to Nineveh. And so the verse continues. The verse continues. It says, and here's what I want you to do when you get there. 
I want you to announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. I want you to go and preach to this wicked nation that's been trying to destroy your nation for as long as you've been alive. They've been trying to come after you, and I want you to go and do that. So verse 3, what's it say? But, but Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. Makes his way down to Joppa, uh, sees the harbor, all the boats there. Goes around, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And so he jumps in, and he says, and what did he do? He's down to Tarshish. So he bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. God said, go. And Jonah said, no. That's the story. God said, go. And Jonah said, no. And maybe what Jonah was thinking is, uh, God, you know those people. They're not like us. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys. Uh, They don't deserve a message of hope, God. Uh, They're the enemy. And, uh, you know, we're on one side and they're on the other side. We're the ones that know who you are and they don't know who you are. And and we know the difference between right and wrong. And they don't know the difference between uh, right and wrong. And and we're the ones that we say we want to be close to you and they don't want to be close to you. And so, uh, God, uh, why would I go there and tell them that? After all, they're they're your enemy. They don't even know who you are. They want nothing to do with you. They pray to false gods. We pray to you, God. And why would I go and do a thing like that? Well, question. You ever feel that way? They hurt me. They told lies about me. They stabbed me in the back. They're no good. They don't know who you are. I'm always trying to do everything right, God. They don't do things right. And you ever feel that way? You ever feel like they don't deserve that kind of attention from me? The truth is, Jonah just didn't want to do what God Wanted him to do. Question. You ever do that? You ever tell God no? You ever tell him no? Jonah lived. If it feels good, do it. Because that's not going to feel good to go there. They're my enemy. And so I'm not going to do what God wants me to do because it's not going to feel good. If I agree with God, then I will obey him. But if I disagree with him, I will do what I want to do. We do that. We do that. There's a whole lot of Jonah inside of us. Isn't it true? Um, We like to get our way. Uh, We're Americans. And uh, we got to vote on Tuesday. And uh, we know that we live in a democracy And uh, so we get, you know, what we want here and there, and we get to, uh, you know, uh, if we don't like it, we don't have to do it. And and so we kind of feel that way in a a lot of ways. And um, we live in a democracy. But God heads up a theocracy. What's a theocracy? A theocracy is God is in charge, and we're not. 
We don't like that. Um, when somebody says to you, you need to obey me, you ever push back on anything like that? Make you feel uncomfortable? We fight back. Like I said, there's a whole lot of Jonah in all of us. Jonah got up and went the other way. God says, forgive. Uh, they hurt me. They don't deserve it. No way. I'm not going to do that. And we go the other way. So often, I find myself uh, trying to talk people into going to church. Uh, a lot of times they don't want to hear that. And there's times that we're supposed to be in church. God says, tithe. Uh, tithe. God said it. I don't know if I want to do that. God says, honor your mate. Well, yeah, but do you know what they did and what they said and how they treated me? And God says, honor your parents. Well, yeah, but my parents want me to do my homework, and I don't want to do my homework, right? And, and there's pushback, there's pushback, there's pushback. And God uh, says, uh, don't look at that, don't watch that, don't engage in that. We say, yeah, but I get pleasure from doing that, so I'm going to do that, because uh, really life is all about what I want to do and not what you want me to do. Isn't that true? Isn't that the way life works? Sometimes uh, God says things like, uh, Talk to your neighbors about who I am. and Do we want to do that? God says, read your Bible. Do I want to do that? Do I have time for that? And we just say no. Uh, Jonah said go. Or God said, uh, God, God said go, and Jonah said no. Well, we really don't like that. We uh, kind of think through things, and maybe we would never tell God no. Maybe our no would be a softer no. Maybe it's a softer no. The kind of thing where we might say, well, maybe later. Well, if I just had more time, maybe if I had a little bit more money, then it's a soft no. But the answer is the same. It's no. 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 So how far would you run from God? How far did Jonah run from God? Look at this map. God said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And uh, Nineveh, Nineveh was about 500 miles away. It's going to take him some time to get there. It'd be kind of like God saying, uh, hey, y'all, the, the uh, church in Port Byron this morning, I want you to get up and I want you to go to Columbus, Ohio. So just kind of think about how far away that is. I want you to go there. I want you to talk to the people in Columbus, Ohio. But instead, we go down, we get on a boat, and we try to figure out how to get there on a boat, uh, but, or we get in the car, and we go all the way to San Francisco. Jonah headed to Tarshish, which was 2,500 miles in the opposite direction of Nineveh. And by transportation methods of the day that Jonah lived, it would have taken him over a year to get to Nineveh, or excuse me, to, to Tarshish. It would take over a year. 
And so when Jonah said, God, I don't want to go do what you want me to do, he said, I am committing myself to moving in the opposite direction of God for the next year. I'm putting blinders on. I'm not looking back. It's going to hurt too much. I ain't going there. Can you relate? Unfortunately, I can. I can. I can. Went in the other direction. And he ran from God. I heard this line. This is a great line. Jonah, he goes down to Tarshish, or he goes down to Joppa, and uh, he looks in the harbor. There's all those boats there, and so you can just see, hey, where are you going? No, no, not far enough. Where are you going? Not far enough. You're going, yeah, I'm in. Here's my ticket. Listen to this line. The devil will make sure there is a harbor full of boats to take you somewhere else. Isn't that true? Well, I'm not going to do that because that's not going to feel good. But that'll feel good, and that'll feel good, and that'll feel good, and that'll feel good. I'm in. What is God asking you to do? That's a good question. Well, in the story, we haven't made it very far. Uh, We made it this far. God told Jonah, I want you to go to Tarshish. Jonah said, no. And uh, he started to head a long way in the other direction. Well, the story continues. Jonah chapter 1, verse 4. It says, as Jonah's making his way in the opposite direction, the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. That would be a big storm. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted, get up and pray to your God and maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Do do you see that Jonah was sleeping when everyone else felt like they were dying. Jonah needed a wake-up call. Do we need a wake-up call? Though we're good, there are people all around us that might be dying that we're paying no attention to. Are there people that you know that want you to engage God on their behalf? Are there people that you know that are drowning and they would really like you to engage God on their behalf? Those guys in the boat did. 
Jonah, we've been, we've been doing everything we can do, everything we know to do, but we don't know your God, but you know your God. is Maybe your God can do something about the situation that we are in. Well, in conclusion, Jonah thought, God needed Jonah. Jonah thought God needed me. Jonah thought God needed needed Jonah, me, to go save Nineveh. Jonah thought God needs me to go save Nineveh. But really what took place is at first God needed to save Jonah from himself. Maybe that's us. Maybe we're the ones that need to be climbing in and getting close to God so that we can be best prepared to do the work that he calls us to do. To be close to God. To be close to him. God needed to first save Jonah from himself. Maybe we need to be getting closer to God. What is God calling us to do that we might not want to do? Church family. Um, I think what God wants us to do as a church family is to look after and take care of our church family. He wants first us to be healthy so that then we can turn around and help others be healthy. We have a crowd here every Wednesday. We got families that come through the door and we're really hoping that um, that next Saturday night when we're having spaghetti dinner, we'll get to maybe have some conversations for the very first time with some families that'll come to a kids club uh, thing. And and we've even got people that uh, work at kids club faithfully every week. And and, uh, we'd like them to be more involved with church and, and, and but this morning, maybe we focus on we. Think about this. Our church family, we uh, week after week talk about Jerry, Nancy Dufer. The situation that they're in is horrible. Think about Bev. Think about you wrestling with your daughter Jill, the two of you, and cancer. Think about Corey and Paula cancer. Think about Bob wrestling through those things, joint pain. Think about Bill. Think about Roger and Don getting stents put in, their hearts taken care of. Think about the widows in our church. I think about Dorothy and Shirley and Linda and Arliss and Joanne. We can go through the, we can go through the room, surgeries that are upcoming, hurting, And I think the story of Jonah starts off with uh, there's some work that I have for you to do. But before you do that work, do this work. Do this work. And then you're best prepared to do that work. And so I just want to challenge our church family to take some time this week 
Maybe write a note. Make a phone call. Look around the room. Love the people that know the Lord. Then I'd like you to be praying that next Saturday, when we get together, when there's new people here, that they will see the love that is true and real in Christ's church. Let's pray. Father God, we, uh, we all have a lot in common with Jonah, and uh, we can learn from him. Father, help us to humble ourselves and to be your servants and to do what you call us to do. We ask it in Jesus' name, and amen. I've read the words in red How you leave the ninety-nine 